Hey there, Pokemon Trainers. Welcome back to another episode of Dragon Dance, a Pokemon podcast. This is the podcast where I talk about every Pokemon-type combination currently available in the game. I talk about when they first appeared, all the Pokemon with the said type combination, and how they stacked up on the competitive side of things. I also occasionally bring you news slash updates as to what's going on in the Pokemon world, whether that be the main series stuff, Pokemon Go, or real-world Pokemon events. I am your host, Santiago, aka the Astic Dragon. If you listen to this show weekly, thank you guys so much for always keeping up with me and all of my shenanigans. All right, people. So August has come and gone, and man, what a crazy month. I don't know about you guys, but where I live, it was very hot. So whenever I was out playing Pokemon Go, oof, it was sweltering, and I would sweat right through all of my shirts. Uh, speaking of Pokemon Go stuff, I'm going to start with all the Pokemon Go stuff. I'm going to recap everything that happened in the month of August for Pokemon Go. So, August recap. This This past month, we had the introduction of Mega Tyranitar. And technically, the Mega Raid started in late July, but it ran until the first week of August. So technically, yeah, Mega Titar was introduced between July and August. Mega Tyranitar is a very strong rock and dark type attacker, so I do hope you were able to get enough Mega Energy to get your very own. Also, in August, we got a ton of cool events. We had not one, not two, not even three, but four separate Pokemon Go Fest events. The first two Go Fest events happened to be on the same weekend, but they were on different sides of the world. From August 4th through the 6th, we had GoFest in Osaka, Japan, and another one that same weekend in London, England. The company that runs Pokemon Go, Niantic, chose these locations well in advance, and they also picked the parks where those where they would be hosting those events. Both parks in London and Japan were huge, and they were big enough so that they could divide them into different biomes where you can get a variety of different Pokemon. So for example, they had more like a volcano area where you would get ground, rock, and fire-type Pokemon, but they also have a snowy area where you could find your ice-type Pokemon. So yeah, uh, they also had it, during these events, they also had an increased shiny rates uh, and Pokemon that normally wouldn't spawn in the wild. For instance, I believe they had wild lucarios which is crazy because first of all you can you can't even get riolus in the wild uh, much less a lucario and according to the trainers that went to these in-person events the parks were one huge and the turnout for these events were just as big and these events definitely brought a surge of tourism to the areas for both london and osaka Um, and it brought a lot of Pokemon Go trainers together to enjoy this incredible event. Later in the month, we had GoFest number three in New York City in the U.S. This ran from August 18th through the 20th, and the park that was picked for this location was not as big as the one in London or Osaka, but Niantic had a way around this by making it so that uh, half of the event was in the park and half of it was across the city. This way, Pokemon uh, Go trainers didn't have to spend all day in one small park. 
or smaller than the other parks, but they could also explore the city depending on which time slot they were given. Um, and although I wasn't able to go to the one in New York City, I did have a few friends that did go, and they all had a blast. They really enjoyed exploring the city and got to even meet some of their favorite Pokemon content creators. And the last Pokemon Go Fest was the global Go Fest event that took place between August 26th and the 27th. This Go Fest was free to play for everybody. And remember, the ones that were in New York, uh, London, and Osaka, Osaka were paid events. You did have to buy your ticket to go there, and you also had to travel there. Uh, but this one was the Global Go Fest, free for everyone, and it was on both a Saturday and a Sunday. And for every hour, there was a different biome with different spawns, and there was also a uh, Pikachu that was wearing a tiara, and during each hour, it had a different color tiara. So that was cool if you're really big into collecting Pikachus. And since this GoFest was free to play for everyone, the shiny rate wasn't as high as it was for GoFest 1, 2, and 3, but I do believe it was still a little bit higher than the average. Uh, yeah. Anyways, in August, we also had Froakie Community Day, which was the debut of Shiny Froakie. And if you evolved your Frogadier into Greninja during its Community Day, it would know the special charge move, Hydro Cannon. Also, in the month of August, we had two smaller events. The first was Glittering Gardens, which featured an increase of grass and fairy spawn spawns, and it also introduced the debut of Shiny Petalil. The second event was the Noxious Swamp event, which featured an increase of poison and dragon spawns, and it also introduced the de- debut of Shiny Skrelp which is a poison dragon type. And in terms of raids, we saw the return of Xerneas and Yveltal, but this time they had their exclusive moves of Geomancy and Oblivion Wing, respectively. We also had the return of Primal Kyogre and Primal Groudon for the first time since they were first introduced. And after GoFest, the global GoFest, Mega Rayquaza had made its debut on the global scale. Uh, I do believe you needed to complete a quest so that you could get the meteorite that allows Mega Rayquaza to Mega Evolve, and then you could do... um, I mean, I think you could still get Mega Rayquaza energy, but you still needed to complete that quest to fully evolve Mega... to fully Mega Evolve Rayquaza. And, yeah, that does it for all of the August recaps for Pokemon Go!, Now on to the main series news. We had a lot to look forward to this past month. Uh, The first bit of major news was that the Pokemon World Championship took place in Yokohama, Japan from August 11th through the 13th. The Pokemon World Championship is held once a year and it is the pinnacle of the Pokemon competitive circuit. Uh, There were tournaments to crown the world champions for Pokemon Go, Pokemon VGC, Pokemon TCG, and Pokemon Unite. All great games in their own right, and the best of the best got to compete on the grandest stage against one another. And aside from the competition, there were also plenty of other events that took place alongside the competition in case people who went there were not competing. 
This included a Pokemon parade, a pop-up Pokemon center, and even a Pokemon-themed cruise ship that was open only for ticket holders. And they really, really went out, went all out for this World Championship event. In other news, the Pokemon company also dropped a 30-minute Pokemon Presents on their YouTube page where they announced upcoming events for all of their mobile games and the main series games, as well as giving some more information about the upcoming Detective Pikachu game along with the release date. If you like watching the Pokemon anime and other Pokemon-related anime shows slash shorts, they revealed the new series of Pokemon that will be coming uh, along on their YouTube channel. There are two Pokemon shorts. The first is called Paldean Winds, which focuses on different trainers in the Paldea region. And the second is a Pokemon TCG-related short called Path to the Peak, which focuses on a new girl in school who is shy. And this person finds, a, finds friends and rivals through their Pokemon TCG club at their school. These shorts look really cute, and they have a limited run, so you can catch them on the Pokemon's official YouTube channel. Anyways, in that same direct, they also revealed some details on the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet DLC 1 and 2, and they showed off some new Pokemon. They also gave the release date just for DLC 1, and DLC 2's release date will be released at a later date. In that same presents, they also revealed that Mewtwo would be coming to Terror Raids, and that in order to prepare for this, there would be a special distribution code for players to receive Mew with a random terror type. This Mew has three random perfect IVs, a random Terra, and you would get it at level 5. Also, in preparation for Mewtwo, it was also announced that there would be other terror raids with Pokemon that would be dropping increased support items, including Terra Shards, XP candy, vitamins, mints, and TMs. If you're a fan of Pokemon Unite, the Pokemon company has announced that Blaziken, Mimikyu, and Meowskarada will be coming in the upcoming months, starting with Blaziken in September. The week after the Pokemon Presents, we got another video that showed off a new Pokemon that will be available in DLC 1, which is Polchageist. Pol give me a sec. Yeah, Polchageist, which is kind of based on a matcha tea. Um, anyways, this is a convergent form of the Pokemon Polchageist. And also in the month of August, two, uh, Pokemon dropped two new songs on all of their uh, all the music streaming platforms as part of the Pokemon Music Collective. They worked with various Japanese artists to make music about, you know, Pokemon. And the first song dropped... So currently they only have four songs out. The first song was dropped back in September of last year. And the second one was released in July of this year. But in August, they released two songs. The first, the first of these songs being titled 1999. And the second song is titled Level Up. So you can listen to them on whatever music uh, streaming platform you like to use. I pers personally like using Spotify, so I will be checking those out uh, at a later date. But anyways, that does it for the August recaps.
Now on to updates for the month of September, starting with Pokemon Go news. We are starting a new season. We finished up Hidden Treasures, and for the next three months we will be entering the 12th season, known as Adventures Abound. This season will run from September 1st until December the 1st. And with the new season comes a new season of the Go Battle League as well. And there are new bonuses and features spawned for this particular season. For more news on the bonuses and the spawns for this uh, for the 12th season, you can visit that. You can check that out at the Pokemon Go website. We have new Pokemon coming to Pokemon Go as well uh, for this month. Running from September the 5th to September the 10th, we will have the Paldean Adventure event. This event introduces Generation 9 Pokemon for the first time in Pokemon Go, with the debut of Sprigatito, Fricoco, Quaxley, and Lechonk. And of course, they're also going to be introducing their evolved forms. Um, But that's not all in terms of Paldean Pokemon. Running from September 10th through the 15th, the Ultra Unlock Paldea event will introduce the debut of Nimble, Palmy, Bombardier, and Frigibax. During these two events, Lechonk and Bombardier, not only will they make their debut, but their Shiny will also be released there during those events, so make sure to be on the lookout for those guys. Also, in terms of raids, Kartana and Celesteela will be making their Pokemon Go returns. Starting from September the 1st through the 8th, Kartana will be available in raids only in the Northern Hemisphere, while Celesteela will be available in the Southern Hemisphere. From September 8th through the 16th, Kartana and Celesteela will swap hemispheres, so Kartana will be in the South and Celesteela will be in the North. So everybody gets a chance at getting some of these incredible Ultra Beasts. In other news, starting on September the 1st and running until September the 17th, Mewtwo will appear in 7-star raid Terra raids in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. If you use a Mew in these raids, it will gain a 50% increase to its, to its HP and a 20% increase to all other stats, those being attack, defense, special attack, special defense, and speed. I have personally already done these raids, and I will tell you that from personal experience, experience, these raids are very challenging. I wanted to beat these the Mewtwo raid with my Mew, so I EV trained it in its HP, special defense, and special attack. So one, it would be uh, strong in its special attacking side, but it would also be bulky enough to take the special attack hits from Mewtwo. I bottle capped it so it would have perfect IVs in those stats as well. And I do want to let you know that Mewtwo uh, has only special special attacks. It has Psy Strike, Aura Sphere, and Ice Beam. It also has the move Rest, which... And it also has the uh, item Chesto Berry, which wakes it up once... Um, during the entire thing. So I do want to preface, if you want some advice, I will let you know now that when you enter the Mewtwo raid, it will already start with a shield, and it shields half of its HP, 
And once you break that shield, it will use rest uh, to gain most of its HP back and then use that chest of barrier to wake up. It also tends to use Calm Mind a lot. And what Calm Mind does is that it raises its special attack and special defense by one stage. So it uses that a lot. So you, if you want some advice, I would recommend you use a move that either one uh, lowers its special defense or also lowers its special attack just so that it doesn't deal that much damage to you. I personally changed my Muse Terra type to Bug. I originally did it to uh, Dark type. However, it also knows the move Aura Sphere, which is a special fighting type move, and it wrecked my Dark type um, Mew. So I changed it to Bug because it does because Bug does resist fighting. It resists Psychic. Actually, no, it does not resist Psychic. Anyways, yes. So also Bug is super effective against Psychic type. And I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's all the advice I have. Uh, just use a bug type Terra Mew and just make sure that you have, make sure that you know in advance um, what type of set that you should be running. Anyways, Pokemon Scarlet and Pokemon Violet's DLC 1, titled The Teal Mask, will be released this month on September the 13th. So that is less than one week. If you pre-order the DLC, you will also receive a gift for Hisuian Zora, Z- Z- sorry, Hisuian Zerua for your copy of Scarlet or Violet via mystery gift. It will be given to you um, via a distribution code. In DLC 1, you will travel to the land of Kitakami where you will encounter Pokemon from past generations that were not found in Paldea. In this same DLC, you will also be able to encounter never-before-seen Pokemon, uh, such as Diplin, which is an evolved form of Applin, and, like I said earlier, Poltergeist, which is a convergent form of Poltegeist. And there's a few more new Pokemon awaiting for us in Kitakami, but I'll leave that up to you to explore the area and find these new Pokemon. And that does it for me. Yeah, that's currently all the news that I have for the month of September. I'm sure we're going to get more news for either Pokemon Go, the main series, or other Pokemon games later this month. But as of right now, that is it. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you hear, please give me a follow on social media and leave this podcast either a like or a five-star review. Also, follow this podcast if you want to keep up with me on a weekly basis. I do come out with episodes every monday morning uh and like i said if you want to follow me on social media i am at the aztec dragon on instagram twitter tiktok and on youtube the links for all of these will be in the description below i've been your host santiago and i'll catch you guys in the next episode of dragon dance a pokemon podcast later pokemon trainers